Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. Today, you have my sweetheart and I, my sweetheart, Tex Tippett, is here. We believe we've got a great program for you. We're going to be talking about forgiving others. Now, I think that forgiveness is just one of the great needs uh, in family life uh, today. Uh, families just can't make it uh, unless there's forgiveness. Not not only that is if there's some lingering unforgiveness or bitterness in your heart, that it just it carries over, it spills, and kind of eats you up. Yeah, it does. And uh, so you you have you you have to forgive, you, and you have to be forgiven, mm-hmm. and it's it's critical for for this. And uh, uh, I, I know that in our family that it's always me needing to forgive me, <laughs> not you, but, uh, but, but. No, uh, it works both ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, we, we want to talk about it. I know, th- I think there's probably two things. One is when we need to be forgiven, mm-hmm. and then when we need to forgive others. Mm-hmm. And we've hit on both of those in the last couple of weeks, but, but I want us to kind of go back through that just one more time and, um, and, and, and talk about that. Why, why is it so important? Now, I know spiritually, before God, it's important. But why is it important for us to, when we've wronged someone or we've done something wrong, why is it important for us to go to that person and ask their forgiveness? And by the way, I've got a, a great testimony. I want to share something that happened yeah, last, last night, night really. uh, in relationship to this that, mm-hmm. that is absolutely incredible. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But but tell me, why why is it, uh, text that that... We need to go to other people and seek their forgiveness when we've wronged. I think the Bible says that if, if in Second Chronicles says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. And there's times whenever, like when our children were small, there were times that maybe I would discipline them in frustration or I would speak to them harshly. And and I knew when I was doing it that I was wrong, but I was just it just I was frustrated, and so the, and I would discipline or spank them or correct them. Then I would need to go back and ask them later. You know, would you forgive me because Mama, I did it out of frustration, not you out know, of love. Let me love. ask you something about that because the scripture you quoted was Second mm-hmm. Chronicles seven fourteen, and it says shall turn from their sins. So it's uh, was there a change that took place then? In other words, in you my asked, life? right in your life, because you asked them to forgive you. So, did you then attempt to practice not doing it out of frustration, or? or? I think I had to count to a hundred before I started. No. <laughs> um, no, well, no, that was no, with me. No. No. <laughs> there were times. I mean, I continually uh, over the years as a young mom I had to learn that I had to. I, I I did at that point turn to actually meant I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that, and then. I would go for a time and discipline out of love, but then there would also be times I'd get frustrated and and I would wait too long to correct them, and then I would have to be corrected and asking that forgiveness. But there was a healing that took place when I humbled myself before my children. And our our daughter's 30 and our son is 34, and so they're old enough that we can talk about these things. And they survived. <laughs> and they survived. They survived mama's wrath. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, or frustration, yeah. but uh, the you know, and I think one of the things, one of the reasons we have a good relationship with our kids today is that we were, we did go back and we did say, hey, we blew it. You know, I I, I think that 
you know, a lot of people think that parenting, to, to be a good parent means you don't ever make mistakes. That's, that's not what yeah. we discovered, at least. That you're always right. And then, right. I think that, uh, parenting is not just the, it's, it's saying, hey, I've been wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and your children learning to be able to humble themselves by seeing your example of you being willing to say, you know, I was wrong in the way I disciplined you. I got frustrated. I shouldn't have gotten frustrated. I should have disciplined you in love and not out of frustration. And I think one of the most precious things um, to me uh, over the years is in our children is that they have come back and said, you know, they've asked for our forgiveness in different areas. And Renee, our daughter, and was married last year to Paulo, and um, she wrote us both a letter, individual letters, and after the wedding, and she gave it to us the night that she got married, and then we left, and we both started reading, we both started weeping, because, and I never knew this, but she wrote another really sweet, precious things, and then she said, you know, as a teenager, which is, I think, pretty typical for most teenagers, but as a teenager, she said, Mom, there were some things I said or acted towards you, and you know, and got upset. She said, but I want to ask you to forgive me. And of course, I had forgiven a long time ago and realized that was part of growing up, but it was such a tender letter. And so at, at 20, 30 years old, she was at 29, she was asking me to forgive her. Yeah, so yeah, that was sweet. You know, and uh, she, she gave you a specific letter and she gave me a specific letter as well. Mm-hmm. I carry that letter around in my wallet everywhere I go. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm down and discouraged, I just pull out that letter and read it. And it, it's so mm-hmm. special to me. Uh, it, it, it just means so much to me. And mine was different, uh, type letter from yours. And, uh, and it just, uh, but it's it really special to see our kids and, and our kids aren't perfect, but, uh, they do They're love not? the Lord. <laughs> they, they, they do love the Lord. And, and, and I think, uh, and they're trying to walk with God and, and trying to serve the Lord in the best way they know how. And both of them just get, got back from Angola, Africa, uh, serving the Lord and have a tender heart. They, they both have tender hearts towards people and, and especially people who are disenfranchised and, and just loving and caring for those people. And mm-hmm. what a blessing that is. But, but going back to my question, why is it important? that you do that. Why is it important? I, I see a couple things. One is for them and one is for you. Mm-hmm. So tell me, speak to that. Why is it important for you? And then why was it important for, for Renee or Dave when you went, went to them? I think one of the reasons is because of relationships, just that we would show that. The Bible says you shall know that men are disciples or followers of Jesus by the love you have one for another. And love includes forgiveness because Jesus Christ, when he died on that cross and he was being accused of things falsely and going through things, he he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And it's because out of his well of forgiveness that lives in me that I can say, I forgive you, or vice versa. And there's a healing that takes place. There's a, a unity that takes place in people's lives. We can walk hand in hand and heart in heart. But if there's something that I'm holding against you, and I and maybe you've hurt me or I've hurt you, there's a wall, there's a barrier, and it's 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 hard to be open and honest and have that freedom and that love expressed. Yeah, the um, in in you know in human relationships, and of course, the the closest and the greatest of human relationships, the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. the parent and the child, uh, th- those are the closest, and and those things break down. The point of breaking is at the point where there's an offense, mm-hmm. and that that. You know, you've got to go and mend the fence of the offense, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. And you've got to go back and correct that. And the only way you do it is by humbling yourself. It takes humility. And I think that's one reason it's important 
for you to ask forgiveness is is God wants us to you quoted that scripture to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it's a humbling experience. And not to go sometimes I may be guilty and say, Well I need to ask you to forgive me, but you did this. Yeah. And, and that's not and humility. That's, and that's not humility on my part. And so even before I come in, I need to say, okay, God, do a work in my life. It's not about that other person. It's about me. What have I done to offend that person and to make my relationship right with Jesus Christ? Yeah. yeah it, and I, I want to tell everybody about what, what happened last yeah, night. I mean, th- this is fresh. I mean, this is something that just happened. And, and um, I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, you during your senior year of high school, you your father was transferred to Baton Rouge, and we met a year after that at Southeastern, and we were married. But I grew up in Baton Rouge and um, and gra- graduated from Astruma High School in Baton Rouge in 1965. And anyone who knows any Americana history knows that those were tough times in the South, in the Deep South. There was not only the Vietnam War raging, but there was a lot of racial uh, problems that were taking place. Mm-hmm. And in and, and my junior year of high school, I remember that it was the first year there was integration at our school where African Americans were, were brought into our school. And, and, uh, during that time, man, you know, there were things happening. I was not a Christian. I was not a follower of Christ at the time. Uh, I believed in God. I believed in Jesus, but mm-hmm. I had no personal relationship with him. But I still had racial attitudes that were wrong. Mm. And, and, and I look back on the day and I say, Oh God, I am so sorry that I looked upon anyone in that manner. But when there were four girls, I remember, who came to our school. And these four girls, uh, were from Scotlandville High School, which was an, uh, a black school in our city. And they came in and, uh, uh, they were treated terribly. They were treated horribly. I, I remember um, one day at lunch, there was one girl in, in, in the yard, in the schoolyard, and there were about 150 students around. They were all yelling and screaming, and the girl just had her head in her hands, and she was just weeping. And I never participated in anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew that I was a leader. I, was a, not, I wasn't a Christian, but I was a leader at our school. And, and I knew that what was happening was wrong, but I didn't have the courage to stand up and say, hey, guys, stop. This is wrong. And when I, when I knew it was wrong, and I knew that people would listen to me. They respected me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I didn't do that. And then, of course, we graduated. And, uh, at the, you know, a year or so later, year and a half later, we graduated from, from high school. And, and then I became a Christian and began my journey as a Christian about 20 years ago. And something happened in your heart, too. At that yeah. time, that you became a Christian in your attitudes. That's right, and God changed my attitude. Right, you... I, I experienced God's grace and God's forgiveness, and God changed me. One of the things that changed was racial attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I looked at people of other races in a way I had never looked at them before. Uh, there was love, there was respect, there was honor. Uh, I started going to, during those days, there was segregation in, in the institutions, and I would go to reform schools and mm-hmm. orphanages. I remember going to a, a black orphanage home and playing basketball with the guys and doing Bible studies with them, and my mom didn't understand, and she thought I'd been brainwashed by Martin Luther King. I said, no, Mom, I've been heartwashed by the King of Kings. That's right. That's and, right. uh, and And she had a hard time understanding that. 
until but, she until she came to Christ, which was a long time later. Yeah. I mean, uh, about seven years before she died, mm-hmm. she came to know the Lord. But anyway, the the Lord did a change in my life. But but about twenty years ago, something was stirring in me, and I don't know what caused this, but and the, and and what began to stir in me was that I needed to ask forgiveness of those four girls. Hmm. I'd never done anything, you know, in the way others had done, but I I could have stood up and I didn't stand up. And my lack of courage, you know, I've, I've been ashamed of that uh, lack of courage. And, and, and I've wanted to, to do that. And we've talked about it. You and I have talked about that. And we're, we're, we've moved from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're in San Antonio, Texas now. And so... And we've traveled all over the world. And so what's... I didn't know how to get in touch with anyone, didn't know what to do, uh, how to do that. But you and I have talked about it. And so we just prayed. Mm-hmm. Over the last 15, 20 years, we've been praying, God, somehow, would you let that happen? Well, last night, tell us about what we did last night, and then I'll tell the story of what happened at the end. Uh, last night, we went to our uh, children's home, uh, Dave and Kelly, and they had a CPR training class to what happens if someone chokes or if someone stops breathing. And there was a lady that came to represent that class, and she was an instructor, was teacher. And at the beginning, she said, I'm Audrey from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but now live elsewhere. And um, so that started the story of what's going to happen. And so when when she said she was from Baton Rouge, I sat there and I looked at her and I said, you know, I'll bet she's about the same age as I am. And and when she said she was from Baton Rouge, I wondered, you know, I, I just wondered, uh, could she have been, I mean, I mean, it would be almost impossible. Here we are in San Antonio, Texas, going through, a, going through yeah. an, uh, our son and daughter invited us to come over to this CPR class, and could she have been one of those four students in a Struma High School, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in the mid-1960s? And I, I wondered that and thought, you know, I don't know, but... So after everything was over, uh, and everyone kind of dispersed and was mm-hmm. going and Just talking and visiting, mm-hmm. uh, I asked her and I said, um, uh, let me ask you, where'd you go to high school? And I, she said, Estruma. And I said, uh, what years were you there? And she told me. And I said, were you among that first group who integrated Estruma High School? And she said, yes. And I, I mean, I was stunned. I, I didn't know. I knew I needed to ask forgiveness. I knew I needed to hear, you know, I mean, I've been praying 15, 20 mm-hmm. years, and you don't expect going to a, a CPR class. You don't expect uh, to, uh, to to go through something like that. And, and God and have answers that. our prayers in different ways. Yeah, and, and you know, it, for it, it came right at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't in anticipating that to happen. And I've, I really didn't know what to say, you know. And I said, you know, I've, I've got to tell you something. I, I graduated from Astruma, and I was there, and I know that you, you were treated terribly. And mm-hmm. she said, yes, we were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I could tell there was hurt in her. Uh, you know, there was a, a deep wound deep on the inside. And I said, you know, I, I, I prayed. I wasn't a Christian, and I told her I wasn't a Christian then. Mm-hmm. I became a Christian after that, and, and, and I have wanted to apologize for my lack of courage and willingness to, to do that. And I said, you know, tonight's the night. And, mm-hmm. and I stumbled and fumbled around at it, and, and, but I apologized to her. And um, today, this morning when I came to the office, first thing I did was 
I got on my computer and and I wrote a letter, which I'm going to send off right after this program is over. I'm going to send this letter to her and ask uh, her forgiveness and if she knows the whereabouts of any of those others who were there and ask their forgiveness. And um, I, I'm just so thankful that God allowed me to do that before I died. And answer to prayer. Yeah. Who would have thought, like you said, in, the, in a situation, a home CPR lessons, I mean, the Lord has a way of answering our prayers in unique ways and, and, and healing yeah. the situation. And that, what that says to me is that it's important. It is so important for us to ask forgiveness that God would arrange and orchestrate. Now, you think about this. Mm-hmm. You're someone who, two people lived in Louisiana in the, in the 60s. 60s. Mm-hmm. And, and and four out of all of the African Americans in Baton Rouge, there were only four who, who came to Astruma High School, and that one of those four would end up teaching a CPR class in my son and daughter-in-law's home. That, that we would go to, I mean, in, 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 a, in a city that's hundreds of miles away. That says God loves you and God loves her so much that there would be that situation yeah. that would take place. That, that's how concerned God is mm-hmm. in, in bringing restoration and reconciliation among us when we have failed. And, and by the way, I'm talking about failure as being inaction. Sometimes, just like my failure was inaction. I didn't do something that uh, I, I knew I should do, and and sometimes you can uh, you can fail, and by by not doing something, uh, text talked about doing something, and I talked about not doing something, and either one's just as bad. So you know, failure is not just uh, uh, when you've done something wrong. Failure is when you haven't done what you knew was right to do, and that's what I I needed to ask forgiveness for. I want to ask you something. Uh, okay, here's my situation. Um, I I needed to go to her. How how big of a a group of people do I need to go to? How many people do I need to go to to ask forgiveness for? I mean, uh, in this, in other words, if you've offended someone, someone how far do you bring this? Someone had shared with us years ago that uh, just a statement: the circle of the confession should be as broad or as wide as a circle of offense. And so, if I have offended you then I need to go to you and say, would you forgive me? And I don't need to go to the whole staff. Right. Now, if right. I have offended the whole staff in some way of maybe being discourteous or disrespectful, our, our uh, staff here at STM, then I need to go to the whole staff and say, would you forgive me? So I think sometimes we make the confession maybe sometimes broader than it should be, and sometimes we don't make it as broad as it should be. So that that one statement that was made to me really has helped me to know how far to go in that confession and seek that forgiveness. Now, now I think probably um, you would agree with this. All sin is against God. Yeah, so yes. we need to confess it to God. The psalm but, says that. Right. And David against, says that. David had sinned against a lot of people in Psalm 51 when mm-hmm. he confessed, but he said, against thee and thee alone, O Lord, have I sinned. Right. Our, the bottom line is the way my lack of courage, your frustration, mm-hmm. uh, was really sin against God. I mean, we weren't trusting God. Uh, anything that you do that's not a faith is sin. Mm-hmm. And we weren't acting in faith in Christ. And when, you know, I, if I had faith in Christ back then, that would have been, uh, uh, I would have had courage, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, so I sinned against God. But now I need to go to. First, I need to go to God and say, right. God, I have wronged that person. 
And I, first of all, I ask you to forgive me to make my relationship with him straight. And as my relationship vertically is straight with my Savior, then it enables me to have that horizontal relationship with people. And I have to go to them and say, you know, I've gone to God and asked him to forgive me, and now I want to ask you to forgive me. What happens if they don't forgive me? What happens if, if I did something toward you and you didn't forgive me? What, what's my response then? What? You, you know, I, I think there's nothing that we can do at that point. We have to leave that in the hands of the Lord. By the way, you have forgiven me many, many times. (laughs) What? Many, many times. uh, uh, I think we just have to leave that in the hands of the Lord. I mean, we can't control the way other people respond to us. Right. Uh, You know, we we need to uh, forgive, and we need to uh, uh, ask forgiveness. But if there's no response to that. Then, then we have to leave that with the Lord and trust it with the Lord and trust that God's going to, uh, to, to do that and take care of that. Um, now, let, let's flip this thing. Okay. okay. We've been talking about asking for forgiveness and, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And we've just talked about that. What about forgiving them? What about, um, what, what happens when you don't forgive and why should you forgive a person who has done something? In other words, why should, uh, Audrey forgive me? Or, or why should uh, she forgive anybody who has has hurt her? Or why should any of us forgive people who have who have hurt us and done things that have been wrong or refused to stand up and do what was right? Why should we forgive? I think in my life personally, whenever I don't forgive, there t- is I start to get harder in life. I start to build up defenses. Uh, there's things like that that happen with me personally. And it affects my relationship with others. It affects my relationship with Jesus. It affects so many different areas in my life because I'm focusing on that, uh, what that, quote, offense was done toward me. And so I want to say, okay, uh, I'm not going to forgive. I'm just going to harbor it and keep it in my heart. And so it affects me, I think, more so. It keeps me almost like in a prison because I don't have that freedom if I don't choose to forgive others. Uh, and and it, it affects me. It affects relationships. It affects even the future. It affects your health, too, from yeah, that's what we've right. been I mean, It affects all kinds studies. of things. That's right, because when, I mean, bitterness is like a cancer, and it just eats away, and it spreads so rapidly, not only in the relationship that's broken that, that you refuse to forgive, but it spreads to other relationships. And, uh, and the Bible says that, let, don't let bitterness or unforgiveness... Uh, Take root in you because it not only defiles you, but it defiles others and other lives that you touch. And and we, I think we've all seen people who who, who are angry people. You know, why, why are you angry? I I didn't do anything to you. You know, why are you so upset? You know, what's the deal? And and the you'll find that you it goes back to someone somewhere in their childhood or in their growing up or in recent years that they have refused to forgive. I I think. A lot of angry people are angry because of something a parent did, something a spouse did, something someone very close to them did, and and somehow they've not forgiven them. How, how do you? Where does the power come from to forgive? Well, it certainly doesn't come from my from me, and I because I made a choice in nineteen. Um, 67, I made a choice. I was going my way in life, doing what I want to do, and Jesus Christ came in, and he 
I confessed that I was had sinned against him and others. He came into my life and he changed the direction of my life. And so, and when that happened to me, that he there's like a and it's not a physical, but it's, there's like a a well within me that says, okay, you have that ability because Jesus forgave me. There's nothing that anyone has ever done to my life to me that has hurt me as much as I've hurt Jesus when I sin against him. And so he has forgiven me and so I have that ability to forgive others forgive others when they hurt me. And and I think this is so critical because I mean we, we talk about being Christians and mm-hmm. at the very core of Christianity is this thing of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think it's what distinguishes Christianity from every other religion. We have the ability, I mean as as Christ followers, as Jesus people, uh, because Christ has come into us, because he's forgiven us, he's placed, as you said, this well of grace, this well of forgiveness, and, and we can reach down and we can take it and we can extend it to other people. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been in countries where mm-hmm. there are wars mm-hmm. that have taken place because of some ancient, age-old conflict Somebody hurt somebody else. Someone violated someone else, and and the person didn't forgive, and that that cycle just went on and on and on, and it's passed down through the generations. You know, and when I when I choose to forgive others, whether I have offended them or they have offended me, there is such a freedom. I mean, there is such a joy that comes when I exercise either one of those, where I've been wronged or have wronged, and it's just free. I mean, it's like a load is lifted. I think it's a medicine. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, it's like an ointment placed on a sore, a wound. Uh, because when, you're, when you have been injured, when someone has violated you, when someone has done or said something mm-hmm. that's wrong, it's like a wound deep, deep, deep on the inside. And, and you take uh, that, that ointment, that salve and that salve is the grace and the forgiveness and the mercy of God and you place on it and it brings great supernatural healing power mm-hmm. to that wound that has been inflicted on you and and I know there are people who are hurting today watching this broadcast. So what would you say to them if somebody said I just can't forgive them I mean you just don't know what they have done to me. What, what I would say I think is I would say to, to that person that no you cannot you cannot forgive, but Christ can. He forgave you. In that while we were yet enemies, Christ died for us. He took the punishment for our sins. He, something that we deserved, he took upon himself. And he placed that forgiveness. And if you know Christ, if you really know him, deep on the inside of you is a well of grace, a well of forgiveness, all you have to do is reach down and pull up that grace and that forgiveness and just say, I forgive. By faith. By faith. It's a faith encounter. It's a faith experience. And you can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. Not in your own power, but by the grace of God. And, and I, I think there's probably some, some women who are, who are listening and watching this that have been wounded by husbands. I think they're men who are angry men because they were wounded by someone very close to them. Uh, I, I think they're young people who will listen to this who've been deeply wounded. And, and I want you to know that you can forgive. 
Now, where you have failed, you go to God and you get his forgiveness. You repent, you turn from it, you humble yourself before God and you let God forgive you. And then those who have offended you, you forgive them. You know what I'd like to do? Uh, I'd like to just, my my wife and I, we're going to pray for you right now. And we're just going to lift you up to the Lord and ask God to bring great healing to your heart. Father, I come in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to touch those who are listening, those who are watching this broadcast, this listening to the podcast. I pray that your spirit would just come upon them right now. And I pray, God, they would humble themselves and receive cleansing and receive forgiveness. And then, Father, I pray they would take that forgiveness and forgive those who have hurt them. I pray all the anger, all the hurt, all the wounds would just be healed right now. In the name of Jesus, I ask for you to do it. Thank you for what you're going to do. We love you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. You're a good God. In Jesus' name, amen. Sweetheart, it's been great to share this today. And uh, you need to tell somebody about this broadcast. I believe it'll be a blessing to them. God bless you. And we look forward to next week. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.